man. Yes, sir. We here, bro. What's this, the third attempt? This is the third attempt, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. The third attempt, bro. Third attempt, yeah. And the first two was great. The first two were good. Audio right. problems. Audio problems. Issues. And... This shit ain't going to look as good as... It didn't look as good as this is going to look. You right. know what I mean? Sure, I can dig it. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm here with Glenn Moore, my, my man. man. Zach Morris. How you doing, brother? Good, brother. How you, you doing? Feeling good? I'm, I'm blessed, bro. Hey, my man. Yeah, you good bro. to go. Got my name on there. Got jot, jot it. <laughs> they call that jotting. Hey, because you the nigga, bro, when I have my notes, a lot of people like they, they be looking, but they try to act like they ain't really looking. Right. You really like <laughs> they jotting over there. But then and Martin has an episode Martin had when he was like, I see jotting. What episode was that? <laughs> I don't remember that yeah, one. Martin that. crazy as a motherfucker. <laughs> I watched more Fresh Prince, bro. I ain't I don't what? think we got that channel. I don't think we got that channel. Martin, come on, no, what that come on? That's BT, right? Yeah, we ain't had cable. Oh, so you watch more fresh. Bro, Martin was on um, regular TV. It was on regular TV. Yeah. But you know, I'm a little younger than you, too, though. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't probably pick it up on that. Well, yeah. Fresh Prince was what? 95, 96? My mama said I was, when she would watch that shit while I was in her womb, I'd be kicking and shit like that. I think I was oh, just yeah. a Fresh Prince okay. fan from conception. To I this day, a, are you still, do you still watch that? Not necessarily. No. Not necessarily. I think it's kind of corny now. I mean, some of yeah. it's good, but it's cheesy, though. I try to get up on Martin though. Martin funny is Martin solid. Yeah, that's bro. solid. He funny. Ain't nothing yeah. cheesy about Martin, bro. Right, right, bro. <laughs> nothing cheesy. Jamie bro. Fox show. It's plenty of black sitcoms, bro. Yeah, that, man. You know, my mom ain't let me watch TV, so I missed out on man. But hey, you realize most of those black sitcoms shaped the culture. Yeah, man. If you go back and look at Martin, bro, like Martin, he would wear like Jordans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of that shit, niggas still do to this day. Didn't like the Pistons have like they Detroit Pistons they had put some merch out and it was like based off Martin like they had like the yeah. lettering yeah. and shit yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. shape the culture shape the man. culture bro and I don't see much of that nowadays right like how many well there's black shows but those shows were really influential bro like yeah Martin Fresh Prince but does it take time to like see his influence like maybe in ten years we'll be talking about like say a say an insecure or insecure like, a, or like the shy. You know what I'm saying? Possibly. We, possibly. Yeah, possibly. But you know, most motherfuckers is biased though. Like they they didn't hit as hard as Martin. You know uh-huh. how niggas would be, bro. Nostalgia. 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 That's, that's it, the thing. It, it has that that effect now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's more of like a, a centerpiece. And you know, also I feel like, you know, back in the nineties and, and when these sitcoms was coming out, and I don't know because I was a kid, but uh-huh. I feel like there's like an oversaturation of just material and Everything. It's a new show. It's podcast at the podcast. Movies. It's so much right. stuff mm-hmm. that you know. I think back then for black people, it's like we could lock in on a few shows and appreciate them because it's yeah. not because because of the scarcity. I yeah. think uh, Denzel had a he was interviewing with Jamie Foxx and he had a good quote. He mm-hmm. said, "Jamie Foxx asked him. He got, he said, uh, why we don't see you as much as we see, say, a Will Smith?'" Uh huh. And he said, "Because if you see me enough, you'll get sick of me." So yeah. that's why Denzel has a method to how he does movies. Like yeah. you only see Denzel maybe what twice a year. Yeah, we in don't a flick. see him a lot. We don't see him a lot. You can catch Jamie Foxx in everything. But you know, <clears throat> Denzel, he at that at that status, that where stature, do it. where he can do that. I don't think everybody can do that. See, and that's a that's an interesting conversation too because, mm-hmm. um, as a creative, I was I was uh, me and Sierra we listened to that uh, new Benny and J Cole. Uh huh. And that J. Cole verse is crazy, bro. Right, right. And I had this revelation. I'm like, baby, I think that um, so you, you I'm always a quality over quantity type dude. Facts. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But then I I thought about it, like, okay, if you have quality 
and quantity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you, you know, that that probably puts you ahead of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, so dig what I'm saying. Mm. Kendrick is always like my number one rapper. It's always Kendrick J. Cole. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And J. Cole put some shit out. I'm like, oh, he for the leap, he for the leap, Kendrick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially because Kendrick ain't put shit out in so long. But he got quality. Mm-hmm. But J. Cole got quality and quantity. You know what I'm saying? I could rebut that though. Go ahead. I could rebut that. Let's hear it. What's your favorite food? Damn, favorite food. Like something salmon. You, okay. Can you eat salmon every day for Not a year? every day. I do eat it a lot though. But can you eat it every day? Not every day. I think anything mm-hmm. you could become jaded with. Anything. Mm-hmm. Anything, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you because my one of my favorite artists is Jay-Z. Like yeah. Jay-Z A-Z. I, I I get access to all Jay Z music. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna listen to Jay Z every day. That's Type crazy. That's, I could not stand it. I'll be like, bro, turn that shit off. And that's your favorite rapper. Him in between him and A Z, my favorite rapper. Okay, okay. Lupe too. But I can't listen to that every day though, because after a while you're gonna be like, bro, can I hear something else? Mm-hmm. I mean, we. Variety is good, bro. Even if it's not mm-hmm. as good as the other, the alternative. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I could listen. Sometimes I'd rather listen to say Big Sean over J Cole. And that's no knock against J. Cole. Right. Like you said, J. Cole is quality and quantity. And quantity. Yep. Big Sean is not as um, quality isn't as good as J. Cole's. Uh-huh. It's good. Mm-hmm. But I, sometimes I want to hear Big Sean. I feel you. I so, feel yeah, you. you, you I mean, doing, I don't know, man. I can't listen to the same person. So now, how does that impact you as a creative, though? As somebody who does their own art? <clears throat> right. That the conversation we're having, how does that does that affect you? Does that inform your creativity? Yes, it does, because sometimes ideas don't come when you want them to. And mm. the reason I'm saying that, I say that to say this. If I write like a lot of short horrors, right? Yeah. Some We all get, um, um, what do you call that? Writer's block. Yeah. So just think of something else. Try to write, like that's why I told you the other day, I want to write a comedy. Because mm-hmm. when I do so much of that, I kind of, you feel like you're running out of ideas. Mm-hmm. So if I dove mm-hmm. into comedy, there might be something in comedy that sparks my interest in horror. Like I could take mm-hmm. something simple, a simple yeah, element. idea, yeah. element, and I can spark my interest into doing a horror, which yeah. is weird because it's two different genres, right? I feel you. But you could always pull something from somewhere else to create something new. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, when I think about writer's block, mm-hmm. sometimes I I think it's a figment of my imagination personally. Oh, okay. I think that I just the block is not wanting. The block is wanting every single stroke of this pen pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, pause. To be, <laughs> I, you know, I'm with a Milwaukee, but really a New York nigga. It's very you, know you a New York nigga. <laughs> but every every stroke of this pen, I want it to be excellent. Like I, I be like, you know how James Baldwin, bro? I feel like he never missed. Tony Morrison never no, missed. No, right, you know right, what I'm right, right, right. But but as a creator myself, you got to understand that, dog. Like, and I told you this, like. Mm. I feel like 80%, for me, 80% of my shit that I write down is trash. Mm. 20 it, it's the but the 80% lead me to the 20%. So I don't necessarily believe in writer's block. I believe like the block is damn, like this is trash. Mm. I can't stop writing. I gotta stop writing it. Close the notebook. Right. That's the block. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it's not necessarily a running out of ideas. You know what I'm saying? It's like you might not have patience with the process mm-hmm. to get to, for me, the 20%, the good idea. But if you think, could you imagine being in that room with Tony Morrison and, J- and um, James Oh, Bowe? my God. Like, I see pictures of them, and I, I, 
I put myself there, but I got a picture of them on my desktop, man. Uh-huh. Like them, the, them the guys, bro. But go, go ahead with your question. But, but, but I'm sure they had points in writing where they were like, "Damn, I can't." You know what I'm saying? Frustration. Yeah. And they might, they might not consider a writer's block like you don't, but mm-hmm. there is something that there's res, there's resistance there. Yeah. Some ideas aren't formulating as fast as the others. Yeah. And when you start writing. Or you start coming up with ideas. It's sometimes it, it, it there is an even flow mm-hmm. when you're doing it. But after a while, you do sometimes you be, it becomes um, um what's the word I'm looking for? You don't want to sound like you're repeating yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm that. saying? Like ideas that. are getting repeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seems like you you might be running out of <laughs> fresh material or material. Yeah, it's right. like the same the same concept. Same the concept. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do get what you're saying, man. I mean, I think, bro, when I think about writing and, and just the creative process, bro, uh-huh. like, it's, like, so when we did Last Dollar Till, mm-hmm. I wasn't at work. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying mm-hmm. When I was writing that, I wasn't oh, working. Oh, yeah, you already you know did what I'm saying? That. When we was producing this, I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this, it, it dominated everything. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And not to minimize what we've done, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it's it's a, it's monumental, right? But um, this is the, the first one, and it's a short, and it's short, and it's a short. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I just think about producing on a larger scale, the sacrifice that is going to take require, you right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, bro, e- even when I was writing my book, man, like, bro, I I was in a meditative state. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's the key right there, like getting in that meditative state and the work it takes to do that, bro. The okay. discipline it takes to do that, to sit in quiet, mm. meditate, pray, whatever like that, and really get entranced in this world that you build in. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's sometimes when, as a writer, like, I ain't there yet. I ain't in that state yet. And I'm... And I'm Doing all I can to get there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it's a spiritual thing, but you kind of got me just. I wonder what what motivates you though when you do get in that meditative state. What motivates you to keep going? You know, it's funny because Kiara asked me a similar question, and I, I said it, it sounded corny, but I think the truth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to get to get to get the story true. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the motivation, man. And I don't know beyond that, like what uh, what even entices me. Mm-hmm. You understand? What I'm saying to do that, but I think it's just in me. Mm-hmm. I have an investigative spirit, an analytical spirit. You know what I'm saying? And storytelling is, I guess, the the best medium uh-huh. for who I am. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I think I know. When I'm in that, to answer your question, when I'm in that meditative state, I know I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can see, I can see. Okay, if I if I'm willing to do this, because mm-hmm. writing is a lonely sport, man. It is. It's a lonely sport. It is. You know man. what I'm saying? Uh, but if I'm willing to do this, then I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I see the collaboration. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Last Dollar Till, bro, like doing this, having all these people in this room, all of these committed people, like-minded people, bro. Like, fam, that's that's what I live for. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause like unlike you, bro, I'm an only child. Right. 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 Yeah, right you right. have you have six brothers. Six brothers. And you the middle child, right? Middle. Yep. And you the middle. So 
for me, like I, I yearn for that. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you, bro, with with your background, mm-hmm. you know, having having brothers, like not having that yearning mm-hmm. that that I have. Does does that impact you anyway when you when you step into the production room mm-hmm. um with, with with our team? No, no. I mean, I guess <clears throat> having so many brothers gives you the ability to be more or not just brothers, siblings. Yeah. Gives you the ability to be more open to different personalities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Seeing what different people come from. Because yeah. like I mean, we me and my brothers, we similar, but we're not the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got different personalities, different dreams, different yeah. beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Different interests. Yeah. Even when it comes to music, like, I mean, just some of it might be consistent, but a lot of it is different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it helped me a lot when I, when I came. Because like I said, I didn't know. I know you. Yeah. I didn't know Kiara, JD. I knew JR just JR. in passing. Mm-hmm. So even being Sierra, I didn't know Sierra. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So just having that ability to adapt to different personalities. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, and that helps you be more social, more mm-hmm. approachable. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that helped me a lot. Yeah, that makes sense, bro. Now you, you, um, y'all was over there on Cherry, right? No, we was on Valite. On Valite. Valite, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you know, we dabbled in Cherry. Then we just, cause we're around the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. Young man growing up, you're going to travel the block, see the world, you know, as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With the lack of funds. So, (laughs) for sure. So, I remember, bro, besides the gym, Mm -hmm. how we connected was... I believe our our love for James Baldwin. James Baldwin, that's my man. Yeah, that's my man. Now, because I must have said a quote or something like that, and he was like Baldwin. I'm right. Like, oh shit! Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Right. That's my man. When what what was the introduction specifically to James Baldwin? When was that? I was watching a documentary. And How old were you? This was about. This was I'm still in my thirties. It was like four years, five years ago. Okay. Okay. No, but it was before I met you. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, like yeah, but in my twenties, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And I was watching um, it's a documentary, and I think it was a Dick Gregory documentary. Ah, oh, Dick Gregory. And he was just, I guess he was doing a, a um, a strand where he went back in history and he was just looking at different because he was around when James Bond was yeah. around. Yeah, And I heard him speak, and this I didn't have no uh, this was back when I was working, so I couldn't have my phone in front of me visually. Mm-hmm. So I just had the audio playing. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to this dude speak, and I heard him like, "Who the hell is that?" Yeah, because his voice is different. Yeah, you know, James Baldwin got that. Yeah, so I'm like, "Who the hell is that, man?" Yeah, yeah. So I woke, and he said something profound. So yeah. I had to go to my desk, rewind it, see who he was. It said James Baldwin. Yeah. So from from there on out, I started watching his his debates, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. uh his interviews, mm-hmm. um his stance on different subject matter, his books. Yes. Yes. And that's and from there on, he's been my number, I'm not going to say my number one, because Malcolm up there too, but it's mm. it's between Malcolm and um, and Baldwin is my number one. As far as like like black heroes? Black, he- black heroes. Mm. Definitely Malcolm and Baldwin. And I didn't know that, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. Aside, like, I don't, this doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I didn't know he was a homosexual. Was mm. He was a gay man. I didn't know that. Mm. But, I mean, that, that don't matter. Yeah, it don't. Because he still, he still stood for something profound. And, yeah. I mean, it reached me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I really don't. Um, wait, go ahead. <laughs> no, because I was. Do you read a lot? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Um, my last book I read was. Uh, I haven't read in a while though. Mm-hmm. Besides your book, 
and Coates. I think his name is last name is Ta Nehisi. Ta Nehisi Coates. Yeah. Uh, between the world and me. Between the world and me. And you know he was inspired by Baldwin. I know that. Fire yep. next time. Yep. Yeah, yep. man. Yep. Yeah. No, it's because I think about myself when I was younger, and you know you grow up in the inner city. Right. You grow up in the hood. Uh huh. But it's weird because you in the hood, but you you see certain things where it's like. I ain't typical though. You know what I'm saying? I I ain't typical. Like my my interests were okay. beyond beyond the hood. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me it was breeding, Baldwin, Tony Morrison. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like my music choices. I remember in middle school, like everybody was fanning out by Wayne. Uh-huh. And Wayne was running shit for sure, don't get me wrong. Right. But my favorite rapper was Lupe, bro. My man. You know what I'm saying? My like man. I, and, and I'm like, dog, if y'all analyze like Lupe's is more complex and it's metaphors or whatever, but he getting off just like Dude. Wayne, bro. And it, Wayne got the yeah. same metaphors and right. you know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's constructed a little bit different. different. You know right. what I mean? Nah. So I wonder if you had that shared experience, bro, like being in the inner city. Mm-hmm. But so when did you I when did when were you able to like really come to the realization that, you know, I I'm in the hood in a place where people expect you to have the to be boxed in to these certain beliefs, these certain likes and dislikes, mm-hmm. but you see that you break that mode, that you're beyond that. Will, will you detail your first experiences with that? Uh, oof. I, hip-hop. Hip-hop. Uh, my taste in artists. Mm-hmm. My taste in words and explanation and understanding mm-hmm. certain people. Like, I think cannabis. Like, I'm a little older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cannabis was probably one of my favorite artists back then, and like most cats back then in that era when I grew up, like Master P, and mm-hmm. I didn't really feel that. Oh, you didn't feel it? Okay. I wasn't feeling Master P. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I wasn't feeling. Um, I like somebody who had something to say. I was mm-hmm. always interested in content. Okay. And okay. that's what drove me to believe that hey, man, I like, I like words. I like for you to say something. Say something to me. Mm-hmm. I like to be moved, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I knew back then I was more of a, a mo- I want, I needed to be moved or I needed to hear some empowering words from somebody mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So that, and that led me to get into documentaries and led me to look at different activists. And what they, even Muhammad Ali was somebody that helped me understand who I was, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Just listening to him talk mm-hmm. and how he cared about society and mm-hmm. what was going on and how it, how that ultimately um, influenced most of his decisions, mm-hmm. whether it be not going to fight in the war, or mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying turning down certain things because he didn't, he felt it was against his religious beliefs. Yeah. So back then, when I was younger, just being interested in those cats let me know that I'm it's I'm not consistent with mm-hmm. the circumstances that mm-hmm. oh, that I'm nice. in. That's nice. Bro, real quick note, man. Um, did you see that documentary, Blood Brothers? Blood Brothers. Was it a it's movie? It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's about uh, Muhammad Ali and Malcolm. I didn't see it. No. Oh, you got to watch it, bro. Because I'm not going to lie, bro. And I, I love Ali. Ali is a legend. But right. he kind of did Malcolm dirty, bro. Did he? So, yeah, bro. And I mean- In the beginning or the end? In the end. But that's the thing, bro. Like, so- Think about Malcolm X when he first gets indoctrinated with the Nation of Islam uh-huh. and how, you know, the rhetoric was white people are devils. Right. That's what he was, that was his, yeah. that was his doctrine. Right. He goes to Mecca, sees white people praying, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? And the mind is expanded. His, his perspective is 
expanded. Right. I, I, I think the biggest crime is we didn't see what he would have been with that new perspective. We didn't we didn't get years of that. No. I think his life was ended like shortly after that. Mm-hmm. So I think about that with with Ali as well. Like he was indoctrinated with the Nation of Islam. Malcolm X has said uh the about JFK, um chickens coming home with roots. Right. Um so then he gets the consequence from the Nation of Islam and Ali stands with the Nation of Islam. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um that was his decision. But yeah. my affinity for Malcolm X and his character mm-hmm. and Ali and Malcolm was so close. Right. I'm like, damn, like, you can go have a conversation with the brother. Of course, and again, like I, I speak from respect, but yeah, you gotta watch the documentary. I'm gonna check it bro. out. You gotta check to it because out. I love both of them, man, and, and his daughters, uh, uh both of their daughters was on the on the on the uh, um documentary. Mm. And um Ali's daughter, and I'm paraphrasing, but she basically said that one of his, her father's biggest regrets was, you know, not, um, you know, resolving the issue. Yeah, with with Malcolm X. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Check that out. Yeah, check that out, man. But out. I want to circle back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was talking about the content and the music, uh-huh. and you specifically said Master P. Mm-hmm. And I think that so. Uh, what's the podcast? Uh, OG Chris had sent it to me. Um, it's a dude called Math Off. I sent you that podcast. Yeah, I got Math Off. Yeah, with, with, with Ninth Wonder. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, the point he was making was, he brought up Future. Mm-hmm. He brought up Ride Wave. To a Future, he was saying, I think he was saying that he was, he you know, was brought up in the Dungeon Family. Brought up in the Dungeon Family, but he don't rap like the right. Dungeon Family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he's still speaking his truth. He brought, he brought up Ride Wave and speaking his truth. And he, he categorized, basically, if it's your truth, mm-hmm. Than his conscious rap. Mm-hmm. That that was his argument. I agree. Yeah, and, I and agree. I kind of believed it, right? So I think when I was younger, it was like everybody loved Boosie. Mm-hmm. You know, Milwaukee loved Boosie. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I'm like, nah, I don't really fuck with Boosie. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he ain't saying it how Lupe saying. Right. But now as I'm a little older, it's like shit, if that's your truth, mm-hmm. I could fuck with it. You know I, what I'm saying? Mm. Do you, do you agree, agree with that, or do you draw the line somewhere? I agree hundred yeah. percent. I agree. When I was younger, I was judgmental. Uh-huh. I was more. Com- I was like, I'm a little more complex than that uh-huh. than Master uh-huh. P. I'm a, my complexity is a lot more deeper than Boosie. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm. I try to find. I, I when I was younger, I would I would look for intricacies. Okay. Okay. That Absolutely. I couldn't. Get from those guys. I need to be. I needed to be challenged. I understand that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like I, I need to be that. challenged. I like my brothers. Is like I was listening to uh, when I was younger. If I listened to art or listened to an artist, yeah, I would take a dictionary, and if a word it was a word I didn't understand, I would look that word up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like the intricacies of everything. Yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm still that way to this day. Yeah, I like to be challenged because I like to be. Whenever you're challenged, you become, you evolve. Yes, yes, indeed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I get it now, though. Far as hip hop goes and content, like only you can tell your story. How are you gonna tell your story? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whether I appreciate it or if I want to hear it is on me. Mm-hmm. So when I hear, like, if I listen to Master P now, or say somebody that I that I probably shit, I would have shit on back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can I can get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay, that's his story. Yeah. 
how can I expect him to be Lupe? Them are two different circumstances. Right, right. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Absolutely. So yeah, yeah I, I definitely I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. So this morning I got up and you know I'm thinking about this this podcast. I'm I'm thinking about you know what you into. I I had a uh, went to Lupe's mural. Uh-huh. Oh man. And yeah. and that's so for. What, like how you said, when I was younger, bro, mm. man, I'd be reading the lyrics, bro. And I'm talking right. about, you know, because I was trying to learn how to rap as well right. and tell my stories. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm like, yeah, with today's music, you don't really, I don't know if it's necessary. I don't know mm. if it's, it's layered enough, nuanced enough with some of today's music to really go through the lyrics and unpack it. And then I got to thinking like, how do I feel about that? Is that a bad thing or a good thing? And I kind of extended it to, you know, more art forms, mm. movies, you understand what I'm saying? Typical conversation, artwork, you know, that complexity versus kind of straight straight shooting, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you can have an appreciation for something that's a less layered, mm-hmm. do you... Do you, does it does it affect does it affect you as a as a consumer, right? Like, would you go to something less complex, straightforward, and would you actually enjoy that music? There's a difference sitting back, like, oh yeah, like it ain't for me, but I appreciate it. Yeah, to I get actually you. listening to it. Yeah, yeah, I do. I listen to a, a lot of artists that I wouldn't back then. I would have frowned frowned mm-hmm. upon if I. Somebody brought him near me, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But now I do. Like, say, for, to me, Drake isn't complex. Mm-hmm. He's not intricate. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cut and dry, man. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's either this, 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 and this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, say, like you said, listening to Miro. Yeah. Miro would take you decades. Yeah, Miro to sit crazy. there and just understand what he's talking about. Yeah. And put it together. Yeah. But see, my I'm wired different though. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. I get what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Mm-hmm. To me, that's in a sense that. I sacrificed a lot to be that guy. Uh, to be this guy that just sits here and just listen to music, just analyze it and break. I sacrificed a lot to be this guy, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, listening to Drake and listening to say, uh, who else is a simple-minded? Not simple-minded, but simple. Like Big Sean. To okay. me, Big Sean is simple. Okay. Listening to them, I have a greater appreciation for that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of sacrificing so much trying to find challenges in music mm-hmm. and our artists who <clears throat> double, triple entendre, yeah, use a yeah, word, yeah. flip it six times. Yeah. I can appreciate Drake and artists like that. But when I we feel. start ranking them, like we had this argument all the time with my yes. brothers, and not even my brothers, like I got a guy I work out at the gym with, Drake his favorite artist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But <laughs> it's all about who you run into though. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? What they say? You're only as good as your next opponent. Type shit. So when Type you start shit. ranking these artists, I'm, then we gotta. Then we can talk now, but yeah. I'm gonna, I can listen to them just to get back to your question. I can't yeah. listen to you them. You can listen to them. But when you start, because I like to debate, yeah. especially hip hop. Yeah, I know you do. So we can do that. <laughs> but we we do that. Now I gotta go get them. <laughs> but they back there chilling right yeah, now. We go yeah. listen to Drake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so now let's let's like kind of. Extend that dynamic, okay. You know, to film. You know okay. what I'm saying. So, um, as an actor, mm-hmm. you know, when you receive the script for Last Out of Till, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. What What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts reading that? Mm. I thought it's it's a good read. 
Definitely a good read. Um, I feel like most of the story, like I think we spoke about this before, is consistent in society. Yeah. Especially our society. Yeah. And I was I was uh drawn to that. Mm-hmm. They, the characters. And at first, I didn't want to play the main. I you told didn't? no, no, no. I, well, I, so I didn't want to. I suggested you play the main. Mm-hmm. And I saw more of myself and other characters in, in, in there. But I knew I felt and I dealt with those situations before. Yeah. yeah. And, and the script. Yeah, absolutely. So it was easy for me not to, not to act it, but to emulate it. Acting is different because mm-hmm. acting requires bringing those emotions mm-hmm. out um, artificially. Mm-hmm. But I gravitated to it, to the uh, role, because like I said, we, as black men, yeah. experience some of the uh, um, complexities in that, uh, that script. So yeah, I gravitated yeah. to it. I liked yeah. it. I liked it a lot, bro. Absolutely. I told you that too, though. When I read it the first time, I hit you right back, like, bro, this is sick. You got to shoot this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it is, uh, it was a very um, predominant situation to be in in society. Like, most men have that. Like, even with kids, you know, most kids aren't born just on, I mean, aren't had because that's what you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time we had kids because, hey, it's the situation we find ourselves mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely, I gravitated to the. To the, um, yeah, to the yeah, role. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Now, um, a, as a first-time actor, mm. you know, describe your experience on set with other people who are passionate, committed. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, I think everybody was a was a first timer, right? right? Um, but how would you describe that experience? I wasn't. I wasn't a natural, bro. You say you wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, not not. I'm, no, I wasn't a natural. No, it took. I was confident in the beginning, coming in. Okay, thinking it would be a breeze. <laughs> like, man, I'm gonna knock this out the park. It's after what we fuck with. <laughs> but then I get there, and you see so many people with that same confidence. Uh huh. But they, like JD, JD is talented. Yeah. When it comes to that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just in general, but. He wasn't intimidated by the situation. Yeah. It was a little intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. It sort of set me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But coming into the room, being around so many people who are encouraging, from Kiara to JR, um, Adriana, yeah. just encouraging you, yeah. encouraging me to like to get the fact that these are just takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take it and take it and take it until we get it right. Like yeah. me, I was trying to hit it out the park the first time. Home run every and that time. was frustrating me. Like, like, man, bro, why can't I get this shit? Y'all you know, yeah. like, bro, just we got takes. You got time. Yeah. Just keep trying. Yeah. And that as more as I think as I as much as I did it, I got better and better and better. Absolutely. So you brought up Jadari mm-hmm. and I had a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And he he's an extrovert. Right. And I asked him, did that lend it lend itself in a positive way? Mm-hmm. To him acting, he said, "Yeah, I I think you introvert. I don't know if you would agree with that. I am okay. So yeah. cool. We got that. Sentence. We got that. Out the way. Right. <laughs> Did that play negatively into you know? It, it, uh, initially, it did. Initially, but ultimately, it helped me. Yes. Okay. Helped me 
break that shell. And mm -hmm. it's crazy at this age, you like, this nigga should really know who he is at this point in his life. Uh -huh. That helped me a lot though. Mm -hmm. Just breaking that shell and becoming more open. And I think with, with acting, you have to be vulnerable. Right. Vulnerability is a quality that you are you should have you sh you should want to have because mm -hmm. if you play on the defense the whole time, you're mm -hmm. never gonna be that character. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you play defense on because you gotta be open. Mm -hmm. You have to be open to emotion. You got to be open to pain. You got to be open to just becoming this person mm -hmm. or whatever situation that person is going, that character is going through. Right, right. So, yeah, you got to be vulnerable, man. And I was trying to be cool. Yeah. Like, being cool to me is my best hiding place, bro. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Because yeah. being cool, people presume you know what the fuck is going on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. That's deep, bro. I mean, it's because nobody wants to be on the spot, mm -hmm. especially if you're not ready for the spotlight. Mm -hmm. So when you cool, it's like, hey, I'm always ready for the spotlight. Uh, but when you put me in that role, oh. nigga, I, took the, I had to take the cool off. And it's yeah. not something I wanted to do, yeah. but I had to do it for the role. And it was a little intimidating at first, but right. shit, I got it right. It just yeah. took some time, man. I was frustrated, though. Damn, bro. So, you know, I was... <laughs> I was, um, this morning... You my brother, and I can't find you on social media. I got to... Like, what's this your, nigga what's your Facebook so again? crazy, what's your bro. Instagram <laughs> I'm typing in Glenn. That ain't popping up. <laughs> what is it again? <laughs> the brim. brim. We ain't gonna do it there. <laughs> you don't even want people to know. Brimstone. Uh, but the Instagram is Black Fonzie. Black Fonzie, yeah. And you was talking about being cool. There you go. It's, so that that's the... There you go. Ah, uh, okay. Black Fonzie. Black Fonzie. You know, Fonzie is A. A. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. For so sure. That'd sure. be cool all the time, man. And sometimes it is detrimental to situations I am in. Ah. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, because sir. Because you can't... In this world of social media, cameras everywhere, mm -hmm. it's hard to be successful being too cool. Mm, that's a fact. That's a fact, bro. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. unless you are somebody who has built a following on and people admire your sort of cool. Mm -hmm. But if you if you're trying to do something artistic mm -hmm. and theatric, yeah. If that role doesn't require cool, you gotta take the cool you gotta off. Gotta take the cool off. Yeah, man. No, I'm I'm battling with it too, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm battling with it too because um I don't like talking about myself. Right. I don't like I don't like selling. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't like selling, bro. Like you pitching. Know what I mean? You don't like to pitch. Yeah, I I like to create. Right. And I feel like with my creations, uh huh, if you if you experience it, you're gonna want it. Right. But I gotta sell you to experience it. Yep. So it is I can't separate. I have to I have to turn the business mode on, turn the salesman on. Mm. But I'm not quite comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I don't I don't really like social media either. No. You know what I'm saying? I think it's superficial. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm a very real and honest person. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can see when something is superficial right away. Yes. And it's crazy because a lot of superficial shit got the most Popularity, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, 
I got to the point where I don't too much worry about it because I know the real gonna prevail. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The truth gonna prevail. Mm -hmm. um, now, another thing about another alias, which Just is social media. Bugging out here, bro. Like, so I think in the scripture, the scripture is saying like something about, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but the Lord gonna rain down fire and brimstone. Right. Why is brimstone the name? <laughs> okay, I grew up in the 90s, right? Yeah. And um, when I was younger, I used to watch Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And it was a character on there called Brimstone. Oh, okay. Okay. Talk I always character. admired that character, bro. Why? Because he was supposed to be a black man. He was a black man. Uh -huh. But he was like a, if I can remember correctly, he was a corpse or something like that. Oh. But he, was a, he, was, he wasn't a villain. He was, a, he was torn between the two. Mm. Like, like how Venom is. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that resonate with and you. And that resonate with me because if that's how I see society. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't believe in too good. Like, I'm, I was never a fan of Superman. Ever. Mm. That's phony to me. Okay. Okay. Like, how are you that good? Like, I've done stuff in my life that I regret. Mm -hmm. Superman might frown upon if he saw my life, but to me, that's too judgmental for me. Right. Like, I, I always believe in giving people the chance to make mistakes, the chance mm -hmm. to be human. Mm -hmm. And that's why I resonate with people like Venom, Brimstone, yeah. because they, they're they finding that balance between the two. Like, Venom is not a good guy. He's, he's not a bad guy. Mm -hmm. He's just somebody who's in a particular situation mm -hmm. who happens to have a bit of morality. Mm. That's deep. And that's who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's who you are. That's who I am. Like, I see... To go back to like we had a discussion a couple I think it was a month ago like yeah. do I vote and I'm like I don't care about I don't vote mm -hmm. because I don't see no one entirely for me mm -hmm. like I see myself as somebody who if you can't give me the good and the bad together mm -hmm. give it to me how it is mm -hmm. don't tell me it's all good mm -hmm. and don't tell me it's all bad mm -hmm. that's impossible. Mm -hmm. There has to be a balance. I get you. There has to be a balance. So yeah, that's why Brimstone was my name. Because I like, or I, I should have chose Venom, but Venom would have been so obvious. Right. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, Brimstone is not that obvious. So. Yeah. So that's 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 it's a lot to unpack, man. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of in terms of voting, and we did have that discussion. A little bit of a discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, I think politics is a game. Definitely but I think it's a game that, you know, we we it behoove us to know how to play it. Mm. You know, every four years mm -hmm. or whatever the the span is for whatever office we're voting for, mm -hmm. is going to be people that come around and try to get our vote, the right. black vote, and they're going to make promises mm -hmm. that they probably won't keep. Right. It's like, how do we keep the pressure on them? You know what I'm saying? Like, keep these promises. And I think that if we if we really figured that out, mm -hmm. you understand what I'm saying? Then we can use it to our advantage, to advance the black community. Right. But if we don't engage with it whatsoever, mm -hmm. we ain't a part of the game. You know what I'm saying? If we ain't a part of the game, it's hard to like, Talk shit about the game, you know what I'm saying? On the outside looking in, I I, I disagree. I disagree 
respectfully, mm-hmm. because I see history is the reason why we should not be a part of the game. Mm. I think historically, like, okay, say you got a, a, your ex, say, I, I got an ex, right, ex-girl. Mm-hmm. I've been with her, say, for 10, 15, 15 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and she cheated on me. Mm-hmm. 15 times in a row in 15 years. <laughs> And I holler at you. I tell you all that. I say, hey, Glenn, Zach, I'm with this girl. And I'm going to get back with her. And she says she's going to do right this time. And you're like, how many times she done you, Glenn? I'm like, 15 times. She's like, like, 15 times you're going to go back? You're like, okay. You should tell me. Think about that. Just look at the history. Mm-hmm. So when I look at politics, right, I look at the history, right? There has never been a black agenda. Mm-hmm. There has never been a uh, quote-unquote for black people president. Mm. It's an interesting pitch mm. because it's very, uh, <clears throat> um, what's the word I'm looking for? Capulating, what's the word? In, encapsulating? Encapsulating. Uh-huh. Because people wouldn't listen to that, especially mm-hmm. as a black man and a black woman. You, hey, you, thank you for, you know, do you hear them saying, thank you for the black vote? I'm gonna do this for the black people, I'm gonna do that. Mm-hmm. We hear that so much. Mm-hmm. Historically, We've learned that that's, we should know that's not true. Mm-hmm. When I hear presidents say stuff like, like Biden said on, on, on Breakfast Club, he said, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Right. My nigga. Like, I, I, as a black man, mm-hmm. there is no way you get my vote mm-hmm. because you, you're telling me that my color should be the reason why I vote for you. Mm-hmm. Not my intellect, not the fact that I dove into your past to see how, how, how honest and how consistent you were in your policies. Right. Right. No, my color should be the reason why I vote for you. Mm-hmm. To me, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And to me, that just goes to show the lack of respect you have for me and my people. Right. That's and, a fair... Oh, go ahead. In their intellect. Mm-hmm. Because intellectually, it's intellectually mm-hmm. I can't even say the word, we should not be subjected to somebody based on our color mm-hmm. or to a party based on our color. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That's To me, that's bullshit. I agree with that. Yeah. How fair? That's, not, that's unfair. Right. You know? We, you, so what? Oh, I, and I heard him say the other day, was it him? Was it him or somebody else said, I think it was him, white kid, black kids are more something more than white kids. What did he say? I don't know. It was something to that effect. Mm-hmm. What does that matter? Yeah. I definitely don't like the generalizations, for sure. But people want to be who they are, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People are going to be who they are, bro. Like we, It's all good when the camera's on for them to say all these nice things and do all these wonderful, make all these wonderful gestures and mm-hmm. possibilities mm-hmm. that never happen. Mm-hmm. But when the camera's off, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are you? So let me, okay. Um... And obviously, I'm going to something that was 40, 50 years ago, but okay. I think it was monumental. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason I'm going to, and I'll, and I'll speak further about it. So the Voting Rights Act that um, Dr. King mm-hmm. um, pushed, right. and Lyndon B. Johnson, mm-hmm. who was racist as hell, mm-hmm. he signed that into law, not mm-hmm. JFK, LBJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to look at numbers, but I get a sense that 
engagement for black people in terms of politics, I get a sense that it was a lot higher back then. I don't know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. I get a sense of it though. And I think that despite disagreements, mm -hmm. because we're we're not a monolith, mm -hmm. I think when it came to um potentially life changing uh events, I think we were able to get on one accord mm. back in this time. Back then, yeah. In order to get a racist president to sign into law voting rights for black people. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, again, we can have disagreements, mm -hmm. but I think with the engagement, we can get things. And I think I have a more careful optimism, mm -hmm. which puts me more on the side of engaging as opposed to, tell me if I'm wrong, your cynicism, which says to disengage. Back then, I wish it was 50, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, times are different, bro. Yeah, and, and that's why I live with and that. I said it's a I'm black people are more disconnected as a people to each other now. Yeah, than we were back then. Back then we were, you know, outside fighting for our rights, man. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays we we protest, but we protest for how long and how and how and how how effective is that? Mm -hmm. We just need to be more beneficial to each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, Last Dollar Till. Right. If every black person in Milwaukee came out and supported this film, would you need white people to show up to support this mm. film? Would you need other races to come up short? Not saying it's nothing. I'm, I'm, would I want them to? Though? Would you want them to? I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Right. But progressively, mm -hmm. is it essential if everybody came together, mm -hmm. every black person. And don't get me wrong, I support whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for people getting together, whether you're mm -hmm. black, white, Hispanic, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, to get back to the point, mm -hmm. I don't think it's about politics more than it's about us getting together and help and supporting each other, supporting black owned businesses. Because mm -hmm. the, the, the issue with the most black families and communities is resources. So if we have businesses in, in place in these communities and we have better schooling in these communities, we don't really need a president. We can help each other just have that money cycle through the communities in every poor community, in every impoverished community, and we can help build up our community mm -hmm. from doctors to engineers to teachers, mm -hmm. black teachers. You know, we just got to start where we work with what we have. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I definitely think local politics... I, I love local politics, right. Yeah, I a lot it. more important than I love it. I love know, the presidential. Mm -hmm. and, and I do, I feel you on that in terms of us being more together. Mm -hmm. But I still feel like two things. We'd be more together mm -hmm. and we'd be more politically engaged. Mm -hmm. So the lawmakers, we can push them to make more laws beneficial to us in, in terms of community. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? In our schools. Schools, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. because my kids got to go to school in a way different community. To get, to, get a, to get a good education. Decent education. You know what I mean? And 
to, to be in the environment because my mom is a teacher. You know what I'm saying? I, and I went to a school that she was teaching at in the hood. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can a kid even concentrate on education when there's so much behavior problems? Right. You feel what I mean? Um, so we need we need more engagement across the board. I think politically, school boards and stuff like that as well, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And really, really improve our community. You know? Right. And I think for us, with my passion being creativity, our passion being creativity, right. you know, I think we push the conversation forward mm -hmm. with this. Create the narrative. You know what I'm saying? With mm -hmm. our films. Mm -hmm. You was talking about that yesterday, mm -hmm. bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. More of a responsibility mm -hmm. in, in our creativity to shape our community. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, what, what, what Jay say to Nas, you kicking knowledge, but kicking knowledge is, is cool. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? You just got to do it in a palatable way. Oh, well, more understandable. Not knock way. you over the head. head with it. Right. <laughs> Facts. With some 808s on it. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, right. You got to make it easier to consume. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 that's the thing, man. Like, kind of circling back to Lupe and the music, like, cause that, was, that was my favorite rapper. You uh -huh. feel what I'm saying? But... As a creative, I, you know, you you look at examples and, and you know, it's like, like J. Cole, mm -hmm. I feel like he, he, for me, he kind of like positioned pretty well. Right. Because he has the complexity, mm -hmm. but he know how to make, he, he know how to say something complex very straightforward. Right. Right. And I and I think that's amazing. Like that's that's one of the best qualities. That's a skill. For for speaking in general. Right. To for articulate. speaking and writing. Yeah, yeah. To, to say something complex. Like I can't do that yet. You know what I mean? Okay. I was talking to um uh Princess mm. of Milwaukee Internet, shout out to her. And um I was talking about James Ball. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you were talking about his speeches and and like bro, he 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 might have talked better than he writes, bro. Like it's mm. it's like neck and neck. His mm. writing is God level. Right. right. His speaking is God, God level. level. You know yeah. what I mean? Like just it's concise, bro. It's 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 a it's amazing. I I wanna get to that. I wanna get to that. Right. I can do that. I think I, I I'm better suited during that with the writing. Okay. With the filmmaking as opposed to speaking. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that's beneficial, especially in this time. Okay. Like you you have to you have to have the message, but it has to be concise. Mm -hmm. And if it's layered, it gotta be kind of palatable. It, it gotta be you gotta have, it, it has to be appealing. It okay. has to be appealing in a sense. Yeah, and I think it's needed though. I think mm -hmm. the the layers are needed too. The layers are needed. For people like me, mm -hmm. people like there—I mean, it's not very many of me. Yeah, people that like to be um, spoken to. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not very many people, people like that. You don't want, yeah, like you're not the type that wanted dumbed down. No, don't give it or, to me, dumbed yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, or made to a level where the person speaking or creating things is acceptable. Like that's an insult. No hand holding. No hand. Yeah. Don't hold my hand. Hold like my hand. I, I'm a. I'll figure it out. Mm. I'll figure it out. It's, a, it's an insult to me mm. to say, dumb it. Like, for instance, right? I had a job interview, right? This was years ago. Yeah. And this guy, and I sit down with this guy, and he's like, uh, I think you're the perfect candidate. 
you articulate so well. Oh, I hate that. He's a white person. Yeah. I, I got up and walked out. That. Told my girl about it. She said, "Why you did got you... up and walked out?" Yeah. She said, "Why did you walk out?" I said, "He insulted me. Mm. He insulted me based on an image, mm-hmm. because you assume because I am who I am mm-hmm. that I wouldn't be able to articulate or help you understand myself because of how I look." She got it, but she's still kind of confused. Really yeah, 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 yeah. That is a very black problem. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't. How often do you hear somebody else complain about that problem? That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. So, as far as music goes, I say that to say this. To me, music has to be intricate. Mm. It has to be because the world is intricate. It has to be. I like content. I'm not, I like dance music. Well, I really don't like dance music, but I like, <laughs> not even gonna hold you. I, ain't gonna, I like vibe music, for lack of a better okay, word. Okay, okay. I like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I love being in my car, cruise, get clean, you know what I'm saying? Get a haircut, you know what I'm saying? Look good, get fresh. 30% of the time. <laughs> the other 70% of the time, yeah. I gotta hear something. And yeah. sometimes I, I even talk to my kids like that. Like I'm always trying to drop jewels on my kids. Yeah. Some some of the shit be over their head, but and some of it would be right there. Yeah. But I always want to give it to them how I want it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it to you how I want it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just on respect, because if I feel like if I dumb it down or if I hold back, mm-hmm. I'm cheating you. Yeah. And I don't want to be cheated on my end either. Yeah. So, so it's, it's it's a circle. It's a cycle, man. I, so, I do feel you on that point. Like I, I tell Sierra, like I, I think that I'm better with, you know, our older kids and not necessarily the younger ones because like I talk straight to the kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just deal with you just straight. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like if something going on, I'm like, where I'm gonna ask you, like, where where is the logic in that? Right, right, right. You can't say that to a three year old. No. <laughs> No, that's what, yeah, you're right. What you mean, logic? logic you know right. what I'm saying? Right. But to the older ones, like, yeah. Get me to So I, I, I get your point on that, man. It's, it's an interesting conversation. I think that's what, as creatives, you know what I mean? You you battle with for a little bit. Right. But when it, time, when it comes time to get the work in, uh-huh. I know for me it's not in my mind no more. Right. It's not in my mind no more. It's like, all right, because... Then it's it's from the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's from like last I till, I feel like the entire process mm. from the conception to being reminded of it because I thought about it, mm-hmm. and this was years ago mm-hmm. when I had a, like the concept, the original concept. Jr. calls me, reminds me of it, and that happens all the time. Somebody like, hey, Glenn, you remember that idea? Mm. Okay, that don't mean you're gonna boom. Jump like, right into it. A few months later, all y'all shooting the shit. Right. But that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the people that came around the project and helped bring it to fruition, man, like, nah, this this is all spiritual. Hell, this podcast right now, talking about it. It's spiritual. It's spiritual. Right, man. man. The energy you know is crazy. Yeah, it is. Bro. You know what's funny? I just uh, I completely forgot it was the camera. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Because you get in that zone. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, I, triggered something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, sure. And now I'm, I, I just, I forgot yeah. the camera. On. I forgot. You know, I don't even know what the time, time it is. That's weird, yeah, bro. Man. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I man. felt we was 
in that zone, man. Yeah, see, that's what I live for, bro. Like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't at that job, man, when we was producing this. Right. You know what I'm saying, man? Right. Like I'm, I'm in that mode, bro, where, you know, of course, I'm not gonna do anything haphazard. Right. But I know, bro, the team that we got, bro, yeah. solid. Oh yeah, we, we, we can solid, do this, bro, for solid. a living, bro. And just the ideas, just yeah. You know, we, we can do this for, for years, bro. Yeah. It's, I'm not really more concerned with uh, uh we won't we all want success mm-hmm. or levels of your level of success definition. But just the creativity aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to put out, put your thoughts. Cause as consumers, we sometimes we just sit around and watch other people's ideas flourish mm-hmm. as a consumer, mm-hmm. as a creator. You know what I'm saying? Like you might say to yourself, man, I could have did that better. Yeah. A you know, creative consumer. A creative consumer. I could have yeah. did that much better. Yeah. Or I look at like I look at a horror movie and I'd be like, well, why did they put that there? Why mm-hmm. did they do that? I would have done this. Mm-hmm. It would have hit harder if you did it this way. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. Mm-hmm. That is something that has to be executed. We gotta yeah. execute that stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So what's that um Theodore Roosevelt, the man in the arena? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. man. And the dog, that is that is the perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect speech, the perfect saying for for a creative. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be the man in the arena. Have the one to actually be. getting down, the one setting up, the one having. The, yeah, bro. You like, have to be, bro. You know what I mean? I ain't no critic. No, I ain't no critic. I'm a creator. Creator. I don't. You neither. You I don't critique. Right, right. I'm in the mud doing it. I'm, I'm so like, here. really, like when I watch films and when I listen to music, like even if it's not for me, it's hard for me to like really down talk it because right. it's effort, but it. There's some stuff where you can hear or see the lack no, of effort. No, it was no effort. Right. And that, yeah, that's garbage. Right. But other than that, bro, like, y'all put work in. Even if I don't like it, like, y'all put work in. Salute right. to that. Mm. Where's the next one? Keep going. Mm. You know what I'm saying, man? Mm. Um, mm. Let me ask you one more question. Go ahead. I believe it might be two or three more, but. Okay. Give me, give me your, your favorite moment on set for Last Dollar Tale. Favorite moment. Mm. The tape on the chest. Now I'm bugging. <laughs> um, favorite moment. The the, the uh, favorite moment on set would have to be the kitchen scene. The kitchen scene. Okay. The kitchen scenes when um, the takes. Yeah, I think that was his favorites too. Was it? I think that was his favorite moment. That's what he said. Yeah. Because I even. We were all late. That was the latest we stayed out that night. That was probably the night we came home to. Yeah. That was, was late. late night. Mm-hmm. That was late night. And the the thought not to know that it was that late. I just was so focused on. Because it was a to me, that scene is a great scene. Yeah. The man. energy was perfect. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't think about what time it was. Yeah. That was probably was the greatest, one of my favorite moments. That's dope, man. That is very dope. Right. What is um? What's next? What's next? Ooh. Uh, keep creating, man. We got we got some joys coming up, man. Yeah. Writing. Um, you getting your writing bag? Definitely. Let's go. You know we already in there. Let's go. We got some we got some joints coming up, man. Yeah, yeah. Get that out the way. Hopefully, like you said, uh, things go the right way. Mm-hmm. We can shoot that big boy. Shoot the big boy. Yeah, that big boy, that <laughs> motherfucker there. Yeah. Shoot that big yeah. boy. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's the one. That's, that's the that, one. Like, that's the aspirations. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We trying to get to that, to that big boy, but yeah, just keep writing, keep creating, man. Working with the team, man. Enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. It's company, man. Happy to have people who are all in. That's, this is rare, bro. Y'all are rare. Y'all and are you rare, too, bro. Man. You too, G. Oh, gratitude. Bro. 1,000. Gratitude. 1,000. Yeah, we make a hell of a team, bro. Yeah, we do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, go see Last Dollar. What? Last Dollar Till. Last Dollar Till, man. We're having our family. And f- I'm glad you just said that. Cause I always do these podcasts. But you never do the show. And I never tell people, hey, like, right. Last Dollar Till. Starring Glenn Moore, Jadari Bradford, Justin Rutledge, Kiara Berry, I wrote and directed it. It's Xavier Martin, it's the DP, the mm-hmm. mad scientist. Mad scientist. We are having our friends and family screening on March 4th. Mm-hmm. The tickets will be um, below, below the video. Mm-hmm. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Check it out. Glenn Moore, my man. Thank you for your time, bro. My brother, man. You my brother for hey, real. We got a lot going on. We do. We're going to be more podcasts to come. Yes, sir. More yes, premieres sir. to come. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? 1,000. Yeah, man. Shout love. out to Dayton Freight. <laughs> Fuck Dayton Freight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Besides me meeting my... Well, you know what? Let me not say that. That's how we... Wanna... Well, that's how we met. Right. They ain't afraid if y'all want to, you know what I'm saying? We should, we, you know what I mean? yeah, if y'all want to do a little... Money, right. I'll edit out the part where I cussed y'all out, man. Yeah, right. I ain't got nothing against Dayton Freight. Dayton Freight was cool. Yeah, you said fuck him. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm thinking about the other one. Conway. Yeah. Fuck Conway. The Conway and the other one. The one I met. The, oh, yeah. Fuck them. For sure. One thousand sure. percent. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, man. On the, yeah, yeah. Fuck all these yeah. jobs. Yeah, fuck them. For, for fuck sure. We're going to be... Hey, this going to... They'll see. They'll see. They'll see. They'll see. 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> love, like, bro. Love, bro. Yeah. You, bro. <laughs> They'll see. You damn right. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna see. Dope, man. I love this, bro. Yeah. You had me in the zone, bro. Yeah.